Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be dating out of your league. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who's been following my work for about a year. He says he watches my videos all the time, but he has not read my book yet. He's only read a few pages. However, he says what he's learned from the videos has been enough to help him tweak his game so he can attract this woman who he has always viewed as somebody that is totally out of his league. He says things are going really well. So I have a quote that I wrote on this particular topic. And we're going to go through his email because he points out some of the things that he's doing right, some of the differences that have made the difference in his personal life that's caused him to have the kind of success that he's having. So the quote says, There are no shortcuts to success. Anything worth having in life never comes easy unless you have mastered it already. When something is really hard to figure out or accomplish, most people will give up and seek something else that fulfills their need for instant gratification quicker. Never try to reinvent the wheel. When you are faced with challenges or obstacles, find someone who has already overcome similar ones so you can ask them how they did it. Successful people find a way to get unstuck so they can move forward as quickly as possible. Unsuccessful people look for reasons to stay stuck and practice learn helplessness. Successful people persevere and take action while unsuccessful people look for a reason to quit and take no action. So let's go through his email. He says, Dear Coach Wayne, some of the things you are about to read will make you smile and chuckle. Other things won't. So first, the good. Your shit works. Well, duh. I know that. How many times have you heard me, if you've been watching me for a while, say in a video, even if you think I'm a jackass, just apply the things that I teach and you will see that they work for you. So he says, I have a solid and developing career in education and the advanced degrees that go with the profession. I have traveled, studied, and worked abroad. The fruits of the world are not unknown to me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I have had plenty of romantic sex before and after a much-needed divorce about eight years ago. So he, t- he talks about her. He says she's a double Ivy Leaguer from schools in Providence, Rhode Island in New Haven, Connecticut with a medical degree from a certain renowned university in Baltimore, Maryland. Physically, she's 5'9", and incidentally, she's an inch and a half taller than I am. Non-synthetic double Ds. Damn, dude! In great shape and a natural blonde. In short, she's an alpha female, smart and hot, with plenty of men chasing her online and on the street. He says, until I met you, my game was pretty good, but your advice tightened it up greatly. Specifically, you said, and this is where he goes through the things that have made a difference. You got to let women come to you. I did a video several years ago called Why Women Prefer to Chase Men, where I explained just why women naturally, instinctively, and innately will do this if you set it up properly, like I talk about in the book. I see sometimes guys posting comments like they just figure they just sit back and do nothing and the woman will do all the work and it will be a piece of cake. It's not such a simple process. You have to follow what the book teaches step by step to set the conditions to where they feel comfortable to do these things. Some guys figure they just give a, 
give out a phone number or go out on one date and they don't have to call a girl again. It, But like I discussed in the book, it's usually – if you follow what the book teaches, the second or third date is usually once they – and especially after you've been intimate with each other. It's usually after that point. That's where they feel safe and comfortable where the desire to bond and connect and they start to feel safe and comfortable enough to start reaching out to you. And at that point, that's when you can pretty much kind of sit back, wait to hear from them and make the next date because most guys are trying to what I call the illusion of action. They're trying to do something to get the girl to like you. And women need time and space away from you to wonder about you and to think about you for their to have time for their feelings to develop. They're not light switches. They don't instantly feel attraction for the guy. They may be attracted to him but to f- develop strong emotional feelings for him, it, it's something that takes time. It's not something that you can rush either and the average guy is trying to rush things, trying to see a woman more because he figures the more dates he goes out in a shorter period of time, the higher the likelihood is that she's going to choose to make him her boyfriend and then blow off all other potential male suitors because this is what you see in the movies all the time. It's like a mad dash to the finish line. Got to lock this girl down before somebody comes along and steals her away. But actual, the reality is you got to love in such a way that the person you love feels free. And by following what my book teaches, it facilitates a woman feeling the ability to come and go as she pleases. He says, the second thing I learned from you is keeping off the technology, phones, smartphones, tablets, messaging, use them to set dates only. A big problem that the average guy runs into is they end up becoming too nice. Like I remember when I was in my early 20s, I spent a lot of time talking and chit-chatting on the phone but just not asking a girl out to a date. It didn't dawn on me. In my mind, I was thinking – I got to talk to her more to get her to like me. I didn't realize at the time the reason she's contacting me is because she already likes me. And the more I talked to her on the phone, the less she seemed to want to talk to me. The frequency of her reaching out tended to drop. And then when I tried to get together in person, she always seemed to be really busy. And then weeks and months would go by and I just end up being like the gay male girlfriend on the other line. And then you find out, oh, I've got this new boyfriend of mine. I'm thinking – what, what? You have a boyfriend? I'm thinking we were talking all this time because I'm thinking this is how you got to get to know me and you'll start to like me and I just didn't get it at the time. But you learn the hard way. It's like the more you talk on the phone, the higher the likelihood is that you're going to say something, especially if you're trying to be cute or funny in texts or messages, that you're going to say something that's going to turn her off. And if you just use the phone to set dates, then that time that you're away from each other, she wonders about you. She thinks about you. I mean, in the old days before smartphones and email and all these things and text messaging, you would call somebody, you would make a date, you would make an appointment, you go pick them up and you meet, meet them out. You don't sit there and spend all hours of the day and night on the phone because you really couldn't. You didn't have a phone with you 24-7. But nowadays, it's like guys get – get into these situations and they talk too much and then you get together in person and since you've been talking 24 7 you don't really have much to talk about on your date there's no mystery she already knows everything that's going on in your life it's something small and simple but it makes a massive difference in your dating life he says if things are going sideways you let her come to you forget the hollywood drivel 
like I talk about in the book, women are like cats. They come and go as they please, especially like if you spend a lot of time together. Maybe you go on a – go away for a week-long trip or you have a long weekend together and prior to that week, she'd been calling and texting you two or three times a day telling you how excited she was for the trip, how much she was looking forward to waking up in your arms every day. And then you get back on say a Sunday and then you don't hear from her at all on Monday and the average guy thinks, she doesn't call me. Is she mad? Is she upset? Is there a problem? No, she's just gotten bored. What do cats do when they get bored? They leave. They go roam the neighborhood. And when they start to miss home, they come back. And if you're patient, if you're cool, just say, hey, you know what? She just doesn't miss me enough yet. Then you wait and then maybe Tuesday she reaches out. Were you thinking about me? I was thinking about you all day. Well, of course it was. It's great to hear from you, babe. I want to see you again. When are you free? When, when are you available? Come on over tonight. What are you doing? And you simply make the next date. The average guy, when the woman tends to back off a little bit, he thinks there's something wrong. Oh, I got to do something. And then he starts calling and texting and pursuing, trying to force things. Because really, deep down, he doesn't think that she, if he gave her the space and time, that she would actually choose to be with him. So really, all this starts with how you view yourself. If you think you're awesome and you think you're a catch, and any woman would be lucky to have you in their lives and therefore you're not going to just give yourself to any one particular woman without seeing her earn it. If you had lots of choices, you'd want to see the woman earning it. Therefore, you would give her the space and time to mutually choose you as well. But if you don't think you're all that great, then you're going to try and force things. And when you do that, eventually the woman can pick up on that. that you don't really view yourself in a good light and a lot of guys try to make up for it. oh let me talk about my problems let me tell her about all the things that are going wrong in my life so she'll feel sorry for me and want to spend time with me and it may work at first but after a while the dates become shorter she always seems to be in a rush she's not as affectionate as she once was and the guy's thinking i gotta do something what do i do to make her want to be affectionate and they start trying to force things and the more they try to force things the more she tries to back away because she feels like she's losing her freedom. He continues on, of course, all of the above are closely related, but they all ring stunningly true. Almost every day or night, she says things to me like, do whatever you want to me, or I want to take your last name if we are married. He says a big deal for a progressive feminist, wavering and native New Yorker. And another one she says to me is, I have never loved a man like the way that I love you. Because she ha you give her the time and you give her the space to enjoy time with you. But when she's away from you, you don't come unglued and blow up her phone. And therefore her feelings grow even more. Because you give her the freedom to come and go as she pleases. Remember, you've got to love in such a way that the person you love feels free. And it's totally counterintuitive because the average guy is thinking, what do I do to get this girl to fall for me? When the reality is you don't really have to do a lot. Just call the girl once a week and ask, ask her out on one date. And as her attraction level starts to grow and she be, starts to feel safe and comfortable, then she's going to start to reach out to you after that on her own without you prompting her to do anything. But why? Because her attraction level is growing and she is choosing you as well and once that starts to happen then your pursuit is pretty much over at that point then you can just wait to hear from her and make the next date keeps it really simple that way 
And then therefore, the relationship really becomes her idea because at the end of the day, women are the ones that do the choosing anyway. He says, secondly, the bad. I have never read your book. Yeah, you won't need the book until you do. It's kind of like, I think it was Thomas Jefferson said this about the Second Amendment and owning guns and Americans' right to bear arms. Because at the end of the day, the way the Founding Fathers looked at us human beings on this earth is that we're divine beings having a human experience and our freedom comes not from the state, not from man. It comes from the Lord. It comes from God. It comes from the Creator. Therefore, it's an unalienable right. That means it cannot be separated from you. Therefore, freedom is granted to you by the Creator, not somebody else on earth or not the state. Therefore, we don't have to justify our right. As divine beings, the fact that we're born onto this planet means that we have that right. Obviously, unless we become incapacitated and we seek to do evil acts with those particular arms, the bottom line, it's an unalienable right, meaning it can't be separated from us. And so therefore, what, one of the things that Thomas Jefferson said, just like about the book here, is that people won't need the Second Amendment until they try to take it away. Then they'll be glad that they have it. I mean, at the end of the day, the whole reason for having arms was as a last resort to protect for the people to protect themselves from tyranny and government. Because they looked at all governments throughout history, Rome, everything, and all of them, every single government through all of human history, no matter how wonderful it was at first, always descended into tyranny and ultimately revolution. And that's why they never wanted the people to be completely disarmed. They want because at the end of the day, the government was of the people, by the people, and for the people. Therefore, it's like when I see people like, oh, we got a gun gun control laws. It's, how about going after the people that are committing the crimes? I mean, it's stupid. You go after the law-abiding citizens. And you're going to spend a lot more money and all you're going to do is piss people off when you could really be focusing on the people that are causing the problems. I mean when you look at things like the Boston Marathon bombing. The FBI was talking to those guys. Russian intelligence has said, hey, this guy, he went to a terrorist training camp. But because law enforcement is so overwhelmed, I mean this is an aside but an interesting statistic is that 83% 83% of all arrests are marijuana related. And when you look at four, like 40, 50 years ago when there was a murder, 92% of the time there was an arrest. Nowadays when there's a murder, only 63, 64% of the time there's an arrest. Why? Because we got law enforcement focused on things that really aren't doing anything to make us all safer. But the point being about the thing with the founding fathers, in other words, it's like he says, I've never read your book. It's like, yeah, you won't need the information that's in the book until you actually do need it. And then by that point, it's usually going to be too late. Because guys get in this situation. They think, hey, I'm getting laid. I'm hooking up with the girl. Everything's great. What do I need that relationship stuff? Things are great. The girl loves me. She wants to have my child. She's saying all these things. Well, there's a tremendous amount of pickup wisdom, dating wisdom, and relationship and communication wisdom that you need to know. And if you don't know some of it, if you still have a little bit of a knowledge gap, that's a blind spot that you have. And just because things are going well now doesn't mean that you're not going to be faced with a challenge a month, two months, six months, a year or two from now that a paragraph or two that's in my book that had that knowledge that could have filled in that knowledge gap, it could be something that leads to the breakup because 
when I do phone sessions or I do email coaching with people, they're in panic mode. And I talk to a lot of people that follow me for a while and every single time the people that are having the biggest difficulties and challenges in their dating or their relationships are guys that have the same attitude that you. Oh, I'm getting all this great stuff from the videos. I don't need to read the book. And then when I talk to them and I ask them questions, like this stuff is obvious. If you'd have just taken it and they're like, yeah, now I see that I really should have listened to you and you meant what you said. I mean my job as a coach is to teach fundamentals and it's also to point out the things where your thinking may be flawed. And I'm just saying in my line of work, there's a 99.99% chance that you're going to need the information that you think you don't need in my book right now. He says, I tried to download the free online version. I started to read it, but I could not reopen the book in my browser. And my solace is that I've been able to tweak my game sufficiently to land a spectacular woman just from a year of watching your videos and a couple of pages of the book. Ha. To you, I say thank you. And to your more experienced readers, I say Coach Wayne's advice is great for neophytes and old hands too. Like I said, dude, you think you're taking a shortcut by not reading the book? The only thing you're really doing is shortcutting your success. But this is what I do for a living and even though I coach thousands of men and women all over the world every year, when I see this kind of thing, hey, you're, I see lots of guys that have this kind of success and like, oh, I don't need it. Oh, I'm kind of busy. I don't have the time to read this fucking book. I can you know, spend 20 minutes watching a video. I don't have time. It's like you don't have time for it until you need it. It's just like the married guy that says – you know, and the wife keeps going, we don't ever spend any time together. We, and the guy's thinking, oh, don't worry. You know, well, six months from now when things settle down, we'll, you know, we'll take a trip. And They never find the time to spend with their wife, but they always seem to find the time to spend with their divorce attorney. It's something to think about. So, But then again, some people need to learn the hard way. So it's your life. Do whatever you want. All I can do is gently lead and it's up to you to do the rest. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.